Hey everybody, welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen, and as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in, downloading, streaming, watching on YouTube. What's up, everybody? I appreciate it. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to leave a comment, uh, rate the podcast so I can bump this fucking thing up. Um, I'll jump right in. Uh, I feel like got a few things I want to talk about. Uh, it's going to be all over the place, not a bad way, but just a range of things, <laughs> just a, quite a range. So I'll just jump right in. For those who don't know, we have a 10 year old son. His name is miles. And I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's nothing. And this week, um, pretty big. Straight A's on the report card. Uh, I was super excited. He actually got his report card on my birthday. And, I mean, a dad can't ask for, or a parent for that matter, can't ask for any a, a better birthday present than getting straight A's from your kid. So I'm very, very proud of him. That was a great birthday present to get from him, straight A's. Uh, he tried to he tried, he tried to downplay it a little bit and say it wasn't straight. It wasn't straight A pluses, but I told him, hey, straight A's is straight A's. You know, you did a great job. We're not perfect. Straight A's would have been great, but straight A's is is fine. You know. Uh, yes, yeah, it's just a weird thing trying to navigate the uh, wanting him to pushing him to want to do more, uh, teaching him not to settle. But I don't want him to feel like he has to be a perfectionist as well. You know what I'm saying? Because, and, and I know that there's a thing of like uh, parents, some parents do the thing of like, oh, you're supposed to get A's. That's great. But that can backfire. So I let him know, hey, man, I'm very, very proud of you. And you don't need to be perfect. Yes, straight A's would have been great. But, hey, you got straight A's regardless. And, uh, yeah. So I'm really proud of him. That was a great, great birthday present. Had a great time on my birthday. But um, I'll get to that. So straight A's on the report card. And we talked about um, it, that it may be time for him to have chores and and uh, collecting allowance. And we, we talked about it, and he was kind of excited about the idea of having these little things to do and, and making money. So, uh, yeah, we, we're just going to get out, a, a, make out a nice little list of, 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 of things for him to do. You know, like uh, emptying the dishwasher, sweeping the kitchen, uh, vacuuming this rug here in the living room, the uh, um, taking the trash out, obviously. And um, what else did he say he was going to do? Clean his computer desk and the table. You know, just shit like that. Just simple shit. He, 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 uh, he likes lists. Well, he likes the idea of lists. You know what? I'll take that back. He does like lists and, and marking things off. He likes that kind of stuff, but it's like remaining consistent with it. That That's where we, we both lack, and he does too. But the idea of like doing these little tasks, having a little board to check it off, and then getting a reward, he really likes He really likes that. So uh, so we're going we're gonna to start that up this summer. All right, so, yeah, man, straight A's and chores. <laughs> yeah, so that that's where he is. He's He's been doing great. Um, he's, I got to say, though, like the sleeping is getting a little, is getting a little iffy again. 
Uh, he's, he needs melatonin again, and he's starting to wake up. Uh, but you know what? A couple of weeks ago, he was self-soothing. He was putting himself back to sleep. And um, uh, I just got to be encouraging of him to, to do that. So, And I guess if he uh, – you know what? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'm just going to encourage him to keep doing what he's doing and realize like sometimes we go through – do rough patches, but it's about getting through them and then pushing forward, which is a huge uh, concept on this podcast that I really want to get to. So, uh, all right, let me move on. Uh, I just want to get some like pop culture bullshit out the way. I got, I feel like I got to start doing this stuff. Uh, it's just, it's silly shit. Um, Larsa Pippen, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife was on um, some reality recap show with Andy Cohen. And I can't remember the name of it, but she said that she had to have sex with Scotty four times a day for 23 years, that they were never apart, and they fucked four times a day for 23 years nonstop. And I, I, I don't believe it. There would be no tread on the tire. Does she have any vagina left? On top of what? Well, I think you got three or four kids. I mean... That's that's crazy. I, I forgot who did it, but somebody did the math, and that was over thirty three thousand times. That's crazy. There's no way that man could have been a professional athlete and fuck four times a day. Not even in your prime. I don't even four times a day. That dude. He wouldn't be able to get up and down the court. And for him to be such a great defensive player, I mean, all that energy, I mean, I, I just, I can't say it's not true, but it sounds fishy. Maybe she was fucking four times a day and just forgot. Maybe some of those times were not Scotty. <laughs> but that's that's crazy. And if it is true, that that's wild. That's a lot of pumping. That's a lot of humping. I mean, I don't. That's. That is a that is a that's an amazing feat. I mean, that's like drinking water. That's 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 that becomes like it's almost an essential, necessary daily bodily function to live. Like we eat three times a day or four times a day. I mean, to have your sexual appetite the same level. Could you imagine if that really was the case? If you needed to fuck like as much as we eat and drink. Scotty Pippen would be the first person that ever happened to. But that would be insane. I don't think I could. That would be too much. Think about that shit. If you if you had to have sex at least three times a day. But then again, there will be a whole market for like, actually, there already is a market for fast food, for fast pussy. That would be, <laughs> that would be crazy though, just to be able to pull up to like, uh, the sex technology will be crazy. I will say that the sex toys will be crazy. That would be wild. Cause you know, there will be people like, nah, I don't fuck with none of that, that fake shit. I, I have organic 100% real grass-fed pussy every day i don't do that fake shit like how people are about their diets it's like now nah, i like processed pussy but uh wow 
that's that's a lot. That's a lot. I don't know, man. I think I think these I think these women be lying on these shows sometimes. They gotta put up they gotta put up these numbers. You know? They that's the equivalent of those Manosphere podcasts. They she gotta hey, I had to fuck him four times a day. Damn. So now her number at thirty three thousand. That's a lot of vagina miles. That's a lot of fucking miles. What is the Kelly Blue Book value of Lara Larsa Pippen's vagina? That's a lot of miles. Those are a lot of sky miles. The sky miles, she said she was on private planes. Those are good miles, though. That's that's NBA penis. So those are like highway miles. That's the steady income miles. <laughs> Yeah, how many miles do you think uh, Larsa, Larsa Pippen's vagina got on it? And the fact that she fucking Michael Jordan's son right now is, is absolutely insane to me. But all right, so that's that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Takashi69 got his ass whooped in a gym in Florida uh, for being a snitch. Uh, the fact that people just stood around now I see I can understand the dudes who did it them filming it as much as it is dumb I see why they did it for extra clout but the other people like the dude who was like yo I'm a fan I'm a fan he just stood there and watched but then again what are you what are you really gonna do what would you what would you rather do be honest capture a video of Takashi getting his ass whooped in a 24 hour fitness I mean or LA fitness and can I just say this? Let me back up. The fact that you have, Takashi, you have so much money. You always hold money up to your ear. You on private jets. Why the fuck are you going to LA Fitness? Why? The hotel you staying at doesn't have a nice gym. Like, where, where are you staying at? You got to, <laughs> you can't, you got to stop going to LA Fitness. You got to find an Equinox. You got to stop it with this shit, Takashi. Yeah, I know you want to seem like you you street still. You want to go to L.A. Fitness, but you see what happened. You see what happened. That's not even the real L.A. <laughs> you was in the L.A. Fitness in Florida. So, Takashi, you got to go to Equinox. You can't be fucking around with this. It's like when Christopher, when he first got made in Sopranos and Jackie Jr. was at the pizza shop. And he's just like, I can't, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I, I can't be seen here anymore. You can't be seen at a LA fitness anymore. You got to go to Equinox. All right. So you can have old white women ask who you are and you have to Google yourself and show them. And they go, oh my God, the hair, that is you. You go, yeah. But yeah, you can't be in, you can't be in regular gyms no more. And uh, yeah, you got also you got to stop dressing like a middle school girl uh, coming home from track practice. That's what you look like. Get some fucking sweatpants. All right. Takashi. All right. Last thing. Did y'all motherfuckers really think Trump was going to jail? Huh? When has that guy ever told the truth about anything? Nobody said he was getting arrested but him. He said the shit. And everybody jumped on it. I'm going to be arrested on Tuesday. 
They're going to come get me. No, Nobody said that shit. He over there ca- just capping. Yep, the feds on this, they're coming to get me. Nobody even said they were coming to get this man. And they put out barricades. You got people. That guy, man, I will say this, though. It's a smart-ass strategy. It's smart. Because this little hush money shit, the Louisville hush money, this ain't nothing compared to all the other shit. So it's just like, if I can get people riled up early, by the time they get to my big shit, it's really, they're just mad that people keep bothering me and the fact that I did some real fucked up shit in Georgia when I called these people and was like, yo, find this shit, actually lie. I want y'all to go lie. I want y'all to overturn this hush money shit, paying for pussy. This nothing. This is nothing. But you see, he used it to to start stoking the fire, protests. I thought protests didn't work, Republicans. Protests are dumb. Now, protests, and we know what that shit is. We know that dog whistle is, but he's smart. Let's get them riled up now. So then, they, hey, all right, this is a misdemeanor bullshit. That ain't really nothing. You know, then uh, I don't even know the, the second investigation. But the other shit was some, was some other money. I think it's the tax fraud shit like that. And then the Fulton County shit. That's, that's the big shit. So... By the time they get around to that, those people have been so mad, they don't even really care about what happened. They're just mad that they're just, they just keep coming for you. And you can bury the fact that it's the most serious offenses. You can just bury it in all the anger. So it's a smart move. But uh, yeah, nobody said he was going to jail but him. I don't know why anybody believed that shit. I know, I know. According to like the the regular court processes, it looked like there might have been an indictment coming down, but nobody said shit. That was all him. That was all him. That was some. That was some rapper shit. They're coming to get me. Ain't nobody coming to get him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's just all right. So, what I wanted to talk about, uh, I've been. I watched it before. I think I talked it about. I talked about it on this podcast before, but uh, I love that show alone. I, I've I've gotten back into watching it recently, uh, and it's by far the most real and exciting and uh, emotional and best unscripted show on TV. And I look, I, I understand people like what they like, but as far as it's like. Um, just raw emotion and all the stuff I mentioned before. I mean, you really can't get uh, any more real than what those people are going through. Now, if you don't know what the show is in, in a nutshell, it's 10 people. They go out in the wilderness. They can only take 10 items and whoever can starve the longest wins $500,000. That is basically the show who can starve the longest. <laughs> Is, is is what the show boils down to but it's a bunch of people uh who are survivalists from different uh backgrounds different skill sets different parts of the world um they've done all these different challenges in their life and they see this as the ultimate challenge and it's a shit ton of money 
And um, I've just really, really gotten into watching this show again. Um, I love the fact that Miles now likes the show. And he goes, oh, daddy, this is a lot like Minecraft because everything with him now is Minecraft everything. So when he sees them building their their um their uh their their cabins, their structures, they're building uh gill nets and just just crafting all this different stuff, he just oh this is a lot like Minecraft. He he really likes that. And the fact that like he gets to see like, hey, out here in the world in the real world, like you get nothing at all. And if you don't do anything, you get nothing. Like he actually on this show, he sees what work produces. You don't, you can't put things off. You have to get it done. You, oh, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. No one's going to come out there and save you. And I think we can forget about that in the modern world because, yeah, we can we can sit here and, and not really do much of anything but still be away from the elements, there's food in the refrigerator. I mean, look at look at this shit. Like, this is how inventive and lazy americans are like we to the point now we're like well if i want to make money how about me on my couch in sweatpants giving my opinion on things like you don't get any lazier than that but also you don't get any more creative than that that's that's america like i don't even want to i'm trying to make money sitting on my couch doing shit that we all do But out there, there's none of this. There's no inside. Now, one of the realest lines uh, on the show, I wrote this down. Uh, here, let me see if I can find it. This woman said, you have to find little ways to lift your spirits. And back home, a lot of that is food related. And then she goes on to say, uh, like, you tell yourself, like, I work hard today. I'll treat myself to Chinese tonight. But she goes, but out here, there is no food. So you have to find ways to reward yourself that don't revolve around food. And I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, how do you reward yourself without food? For a little victory and you're starving. What What's truly a reward? What's more re- rewarding than food at that point? Like what little tasks are you putting off or thing have are you putting off for that delayed gratification out there? Like what can be so enjoyable or good that you're like, you know what, I'm not even gonna do that. I'm gonna save that for a day where I'm feeling like shit and I work or I worked hard, I'm gonna save that. Like what could that be? That's not food related whittling some shit i mean it's you know what i'm saying that's gotta fuck with your brain another wild uh line from the show is like uh this other woman said the only time i touch something living is when i'm about to kill it and i was like wow she's talking about being lonely it's the only time she gets to touch another living thing is right before she kills it that's gotta fuck with you It's got to fuck with you, man. Uh, I just, but it's just, I learned so much just watching the show. Just how you, you have to be present. You got to be aware, aware of your surroundings 
because in a lot of these locations, you are now uh, not on top of the food chain. You are inserted into that food chain. You got to watch your step. You know, one one wrong step, boom, knee busted, broken leg. I mean, there's bears, cats. There's so much going on out there. You just have to be present. And what's funny is it's like that's how you really have to be in your day-to-day life. We don't have those dangers around us like that. But being present, being present at home with your family, you know, just being being there, being in the, in the moment, whether it's for uh, safety reasons or for reasons to connect and, and, and you know, to let the ones that you're around uh, know that you care and that you're there for them. So it's just a lot, a lot of life lessons to be learned out there. And I just, I love the fact that my son is seeing these people have these problems and they go, well, I, I just can't give up, you know? Like, um, you just, you just have to figure things out. Like I said before, you just can't let it linger. It's not going to fix itself. It's not going to fix itself. And in in the real world for a lot of us, there's so many options and workarounds that we, we just, we tend to just avoid our our issues and we, but we can still eat. We can, we can still eat. Like I said, we can still eat. We can still drink. We can still be warm. We don't always have to face those those issues head on. Like out there, this dude, his whole gill net busted. He's just like, I, I just gotta fix it. I got or I, I gotta move it. I gotta do this. You can you just can't go, you know what, fuck it. I just I'll just go buy another one. You can't. You got you have to build build it from scratch. Uh like this lady. I felt so bad. Right? She makes this mushroom soup. It's not even great. And right before she tries to eat it, she spills it. And it's not like she can just go to the sink. She's in the in the Arctic. She's got to go outside. She's got to put her shit back on. Go outside. Break through some ice. Gather it. Bring it back in. Take her shit off. Thaw the ice. Let it boil clean off all the uh the mushrooms and shit that that fell in her fire that got ashes and shit all over it and do it all over again it, it's, it's it's really not as simple as just uh all right just start the water turn the stove on no it's like you gotta start all over now she needs more firewood shit like that you gotta start from scratch and just having him watch them like i just i if i want to eat i have to get this done watching people just come up with different solutions for problems when you when you get when you it just teaches you you hear no well go back and uh try again try a different approach all right if i can't fish let's go let's go uh let's try to hunt if i can't hunt let's try fishing or this ain't working i gotta try that it's just like you just gotta keep pushing day in day out and be creative and you got you have to find ways to make yourself uh, happy, see the good in everything, you know, and, and he, he said that himself. He goes, it seems like a lot of this is like in your mind. If if you can get over, over, over your, over your mind, you can do okay out there. And he's starting to see that. Like, and they mention that so often on the show, like it, this is really a mind over matter thing. Uh, one of the wildest things I've seen on there, aside from any, like, 
animal attack or, or anything like that. I, uh, it was the season where it was the hundred day challenge. Uh, and the, this guy from the get go, he goes, I have no reason to go home. Not, I, I can stay for the hundred days. I, he was just a grizzled old white dude. I was like, this motherfucker might win. He just, the way he said, I, I don't have family. I have nothing to go back to. Just the way he said that. And I was just like, yeah, he he has no reason to go home. He seems to have the skill level. Uh, and sure enough, he wins, right? But on day 99, he's talking about, Oh, day 98 is she starts talking about how like um, he didn't have this great relationship with his mom. He starts to open up a little bit and that she had passed away while he was getting ready to go on the show and he didn't even go to her funeral. And literally day 99, he just gets on camera and he goes, you know what? I got to admit, man, I had a great mom. She was a great mom. And it took him 99 days of being out in the wilderness, basically starving himself to death, being alone with his thoughts, uh, all that shit. To come to the conclusion like, hey, man. You had a good mom and two, you need to go see your family more often. (laughs) That's crazy. But. Instead of going to therapy, it, that's what it, it took that guy 99 days of alone in the wilderness to realize he needed other people, that he had a good mom, and he dedicated his victory to his mom. And that's another thing I really love about the show. Now, I would never talk shit about any of these people that go out there. Now, there are a few people who have gone on the show in the past, and you can tell they're very cocky. They think it's easy and they give themselves an out and within 10 days they're gone. But even that I could not do, but I do like to see people who don't take it as seriously, uh, leave early. But I, um, one, it it is fascinating to see people come up with excuses to leave when they don't really need to. But, what I really uh, find uh, interesting uh, a lot of times um, the people they seem to be at peace with their decision to go like they they come out there and they realize like you know what this is not about winning anymore I realize what is important to me in my life Uh, I've gotten what I've gotten out of this experience and it's time for me to go. And I, and I think that's really what it is for most people. Yeah, somebody's going to win. Then you got the people who think they can do that shit. But for the bulk of the people in that bell curve, that's that's what it is. That's what they get out of that experience. It's so, it's so extreme. Uh, I think that a lot of them realize like, oh, you know what? I have been running from a lot of shit my entire life. I do like being out here. I do... Uh, I love being this this free person, this free spirit, this survivalist. But everybody realizes at the end of the day that they need other people. That's what they that's the realization that they all come to. Whether it's a few days in a month in two months in or at the very end, all these people who have spent their lives uh, taking pride in being alone being survivalists, being able to uh, spend extended periods of time without people, 
uh, just just all this stuff about how they they can do without others. They can solve problems. In the end, they all realize like, oh shit, man, I miss my family. I miss this. I really need to be around other people. And with that being said, there's a show. That's the show. Make sure you guys follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Allen Comedy L A N. And don't forget to like and subscribe. And thank you if you're new. I'm out. Peace.